Hello, hello. Welcome to our official second episode, but our official first episode of Wish You Were Queer. The podcast about three gay guys in their 40s who wish they still lived in the same city. Jeremy, back off your microphone. (laughs) I'm John. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Richard, the youngest one. Every episode we cover the week in pop culture, politics, and our dumb gay lives. And whenever you hear this bell, that is me saying it's time to move on to the next topic because we get long-winded and we'll just keep going on and on. Yes, and all podcasts should be about 42 minutes long, so we got to stay on topic. <laughs> um, all right, so let's, let's get started, boys. I want to know, what was the gayest thing you did this week? I went to a gay surprise birthday party. Which was um, surprise birthday parties are just gay in general, but well, it was for true. a gay person. This was particularly gay. It was a friend's new boyfriend visiting from LA. You know, planned a little 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 afternoon kiki, um, and everyone at the table ordered uh, vodka sodas. <laughs> <laughs> Which feels, you know. The official drink of queers everywhere. Well, eventually, the birthday boy did get a pina colada that he put Captain Crunch cereal on top of. Which was interesting. What? I guess he has some ritual about Ca- Captain Crunch and his birthday. I don't really, I don't really know. <laughs> but he ordered a pina colada and then put like as a little like garnish Captain Crunch. He said it was delicious. We're gonna have to start making a list of things that no one should drink. We talked about the blue <laughs> carousel last week, and this week it is Captain Crunch on top of a pina colada. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm told it was good, but I didn't try it, so maybe you're right. But, but yeah, put it on the list. Maybe, maybe they can blend the Captain Crunch into the frozen drink. I mean, so it's not yes. so crunchy. If he'd given them to the bartender, maybe. <laughs> oh, he brought his own Captain Crunch. The Captain Crunch cereal was waiting at the table when I got there. And then, so it was a gift from one of his friends to him. So, yeah. And the way How old are these people? It was very funny. I can't. All right, Jeremy, what's what about you? What is the the gayest thing you did or experienced this week? I spent the past week in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, which is for anyone who has not been uh, a very gay friendly uh, resort town. Uh, right on the beach, lots of restaurants, bars, boardwalks, carnival games, carnies homos, lesbos, and everything in between. It was a really great time. Uh, We stayed at a really great condo right down on the Strip, and I managed to be there during the most awaited event of the summer in Rehoboth Beach, which is the Battle of the Bachelors and Bachelorettes event, uh, which takes place at place called aqua bar and grill and it raises money for something called camper hobeth i'm not sure what that is but it sounds like they're doing good work for gay people um it's basically a human auction um where they take all they take their weight they take the weight staff of aqua bar and grill and they auction them off to the highest bidder do the boys Um, go boys like is that how it's supposed to work like um, sex bidding? 
Yes. For, yes. I mean, it, it could be any, it could be same sex, opposite sex, whoever, whoever pays the most gets the person. Uh, and I guess the premise is you're, you get to take them on a dinner date um, to one of the local restaurants. I'm not sure if they actually panned out, but it was uh, awkward to say the least. Did you bet on anyone? I no opening bids were starting at like fifteen hundred dollars. So what? What is this to raise money for? Something called Camper Hobeth. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what they do, but you know, it's just it's Oh lord! All right. Um, um, I need you still to back like get the microphone out of your mouth. It is not a penis. There you go. Sit back. I'm sorry, listeners. We did a test. We've been trying to tell them. Bottom right now. Uh, I think Jeremy's mic set up. We need to fix. But John, what's the game? No, fix me. Um, I I downloaded the um, PBS app on Amazon, and I spent the entire week watching uh, Masterpiece Theater. What what kind of what, what stuff? It was fantastic. Um, I watched (laughs) the show about, what is it called? Hotel Portofino, about, um, yeah, yeah, English people in, you know, in Italy, and fascists, and cute English boys and Italian boys. That was fun. There was a thing with David Tennant around the world in 80 days, and um, some other spy thing that I saw. I literally, that's, like, all I watched all week, and I was like... Who is sitting around watching Masterpiece Theater just like constantly? Laura Linney. Yeah. Did Laura Linney. <laughs> Laura Linney. Each one. No, thank God. I will say that is one of the great things about the the PBS app is they skip the Viking commercial, which I really appreciate. And there's oh, no yeah. introductions. <laughs> the, the Viking commercials worked on my parents. They have gone on several. I mean, I know a homosexual who went on one with his partner. They loved it. Yeah, people are really into it. Had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There we go. Moving into headlines of the week. So I have gone through and um, picked a few things uh, from each of our places of where we live that I want to talk about. So the first one, Florida, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, is so apparently during a fishing trip with her family in late July, Tampa Mayor Jane Castor caught a large shipment of cocaine off the coast of Key West while actually fishing for lobster and mahi mahi. Um, apparently, they saw some debris floating in the water. They went to check it out. The debris was cocaine. Uh, Castor said the protective seal around the cocaine marked with a butterfly. So whoever's doing the branding uh, for the cocaine, I'm, you know, I'm behind. I saw a picture of it. It looked very nice. Um, It had begun splitting apart. Uh, There were 24 tightly wrapped kilos inside the bale. Uh, The mayor and her family brought the cocaine uh, to Moen County Sheriff's Office. Border Patrol agents came across or came out to take the narcotics into their custody um, and according to the U.S. Border Patrol, Castor ended up helping agents seize 70 pounds of cocaine in total with an estimated street value of $1.1 million. It was a, a dark <laughs> That street value. That day. <laughs> they didn't. Absolutely. They didn't get it. There, there were there were homosexuals at Twist that evening who were very upset. <laughs> Is it always this boring? <laughs> 
That's, that was well played, Richard. I like that one. I also, I, I, I had thought that Mariah Carey stopped stealing cocaine, but I guess she's back. The butterfly's back in business. Exactly. Oh my god, I totally missed that. Ugh, that upsets me. But yes, that's and, fantastic. Did that two value seem a little... 70 pounds for $1.1 million? That seems very low. Maybe I'm going by New, York, by New York pricing. I don't know. I was going to say, maybe you're overpaying. That's probably just like the wholesale value. <laughs> like they would market it for, for street sale, I would think. Right. Well, it doesn't count inflation, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. like if you went to Costco and bought 70 pounds of cocaine, it would be 1.1 million. But at Whole Foods, it would cost twice that. The only the only sample I would ever accept at a Costco would be cocaine. <laughs> Costco cocaine. Kirkland. We we are not endorsing the use of cocaine. <laughs> we are not telling you to do it. Um, all right. So Ohio, Jeremy, in your state this week, um, yes. you guys had a really big thing happen. Ohio voters rejected a bid on Tuesday to make it harder to amend the state constitution. Um, a significant victory for abortion rights supporters trying to stop the Republican-controlled state legislature from severely restricting the procedure. Late results showed the measure losing by 13 percentage points. And this is the thing that I found the most interesting. The roughly 2.8 million votes cast were more than the 1.6 million ballots counted in the state's 2022 primary elections, uh, in which there were races for governor, U.S. Senate, and the U.S. House. Um, So, I mean, it just kind of goes to show you that uh, people are really fired up about this issue. But the, the question that I had specifically was, Jeremy, did you vote? I did vote. I voted by absentee ballot because, as I said previously, I was in Rehoboth Beach last week, but I was thinking about it the whole time. It was definitely on my mind. Um, yeah, it totally was, it ruined was, this for me. I was like totally trying to set you up because I knew you were out of town and I thought you were going to say no. And then I was going to be like, so you don't care about women's rights? And you just like ruined everything I had planned for this. <laughs> I did my civic duty for, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it's a really, it was a really big issue here. I had neighbors on my street who had signs on their front lawns saying to vote uh, no, which was what ended up happening. Um, and it's kind of funny because, you know, I think Ohio has gotten this reputation of being a swing state, but in the last two elections, it's really gone red. And the amount of people that turned out specifically for this issue and to defeat it is I think is is really telling. You know, we're not we're not that conservative, I guess, at yeah. least when it comes to this issue. Let me ask you a question cuz Richard, I this doesn't really apply for you being in New York, but Jeremy with you being in Ohio and I, you know, me being in Florida, Jeremy, like do you feel like your state's politics are um, I don't know how to like what the word is I want to use. Like I feel all the time that like I hate living here, but I live here, right? Like I can't just get up and move. It's like a whole thing. Um, like what? How do you feel about like living in Ohio, knowing like what's going on, you know, at the state level in your state? I mean, I have DeSantis to deal with, but like what? 
how do you um I, I think or do you just live your life and do the best you can with what you're given i mean that's always that's always my kind of mo but you know on a day-to-day basis yes i see and hear things um out being out and about that maybe i don't agree with but i think for the most part people here just are pretty decent people whether or not you're you know whatever side of the of the of the political spectrum you're on people seem to get along um maybe i'm maybe i have blinders on or i'm a little naive about these well, things no, but you can only speak to your personal experience that's just, right that's my experience yeah yeah um which is which is a great thing yeah all right all right, and then Richard, here we get to uh, New York, and this, I think, was like really the best story I saw. I was telling Allison about this at lunch this week, and I burst out laughing. I was like trying to tell her this through tears. I thought it was so funny. So officials say correction officers brought 44-year-old Yen Chun Chen to Mount Sinai Beth Israel Hospital last Friday because of a cardiac issue. Wednesday afternoon, he decided, I'm sorry, he decided to make his escape by using towels to rappel down the side of the building. Authorities say he asked for several towels to take a shower on Wednesday, but when officers went to check on him in the shower, they noticed the window was open and he was nowhere to be found. (laughs) They soon realized he scaled down the side of the hospital building onto the second floor. He landed on an air conditioning unit and then jumped down to the sidewalk where he promptly hopped into a cab and made his escape. <laughs> so they haven't caught him? <laughs> I mean, this was, I think I put this together on Friday. This was the, like the last thing I heard about it. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I, I, I mean, heard this somewhere in a podcast like, recently where they were like, if you escape from prison, you deserve to not. Like, like that, that's they're like, okay, like you, you beat it. Like, good, I mean, it's kind of true. Who, who on earth, like, that's something out of a cartoon. No one actually like ties towels together and then climbs out of a window that i mean honestly and that's why it was so brilliant yeah i think he i agree with you i think he's allowed to be well and then he got in a cab so you know i mean i think that was probably the riskiest part of the whole plot i mean a minority getting a cab easily in new york city i mean he really he really took a chance did he have cab money on him that's you know how did that oh work? that that's a good question so then a cab driver probably lost his lost his fare at the end right exactly so someone Ugh. did lose in the end but at least he um, <laughs> made a daring escape I, I i support him as long as he's not like some rapist or murderer i'm i think good for him sure sure caveats right all right here we go pop culture jeremy what do you have for us this week all right you better work anna wintour the editor-in-chief of vogue magazine has pulled a rabbit out of her Birkin bag once again, this time getting the band of fashion's most iconic supermodels back together for the cover of the magazine's September issue. That's right. Linda, Christy, Naomi, and Cindy. Surnames are so last season, darling. We're reunited for a legendary shoot that, quite frankly, left me gagged. <laughs> so um, so, yeah, I mean, these women not only dominated the catwalk in the late 80s, early 90s, they also became household names and climbed to the pop culture peaks. No one, no other models have ever reached before or had ever reached before. Um, starring in countless ads, Diet Pepsi, Calvin Klein's Eternity, appearing on MTV's House of Style, 
um, dating and dumping actors and rock stars, and generally not getting out of bed for less than $10,000 a day. <laughs> a famous quote. Um, I, and a career mandate that I definitely strive for early in my career, but unfortunately could not make a reality in, re, in re, my own life. Uh, and of course, I, in w- what I think is their biggest contribution to the zeitgeist, lip syncing for their lives in George Michael's Freedom 90 video, which may single-handedly be the reason I'm gay. <laughs> so, as the elder here, um, I mean, I... These, I had these women plastered all over my bedroom walls in high school and growing up. Did you really? And I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they maybe resonated as deeply with you guys as they did with me. No, not for me. I was into that like whole world. Like the remember the model cafe um, that they then they they did like their own. Yeah, supermodel cafe. Absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. But there were also younger people like Nikki Taylor and Chrissy Taylor, and like I guess Kate Moss is a little younger than them, right? Like I think that, that yeah, Kate Moss came along a little bit later. Yeah, my sister was into okay. those girlies, and I was less so. But I mean, but it's it's impressive. I mean, is Linda Evangelista the one who had the horrible cool sculpting debacle? She is. It was yeah, and yeah. she actually. I mean, they definitely put well, her, her in. And Jeremy both. Right, right, right. <laughs> Mine was more of a – uh, needed more of a pickaxe kind of thing happening. But, um, no, they definitely put her in clothes that I think camouflaged her unfortunate deformities that she got from that procedure. Um, but, I, I mean, everyone looks really great, I've got to say. I was super excited to see the pictures. Um, I'm definitely going to buy the issue. And, you know, they look certainly older, because they are older. It's been, what, 30 years. But they don't look freakish. Well, let me – because, I, I mean, I, I obviously have seen the pictures. Have you read the article? Like, what what's the whole story behind it? Because I don't, I don't actually know. It's and kind of – I guess my other question is also – and please don't come for me. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> one, I care. <laughs> Two, how dare you? Um, I mean, they really captured. These were the girls. I'm not. For I'm not disagreeing with you. On a that. long period of time I, I, in I, the nineties. I'm with you a hundred percent on that. And I think being a young gay kid in 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 the Midwest, longing to go to New York City and work in magazines, it was kind of like it was like a glimpse into like what what world awaits me. So it, I don't know. I, got, I mean, it wasn't I got, that. I have a real affinity for them because um, it was kind of a really great p- period in my life, and they were right there with me. And I'm happy to see them all doing well. Well, I mean, we and all Cindy's we all is, wish the best. Yeah, and Cindy's daughter is very successful as a model too, right? Kaya, she Kaya is. Gerber? Yeah, Kaya, Kaya Gerber, and she's actually um, she's, she's starting to act. Oh, can't wait to good. see that. Well, we all. Let's hope she's better than her mother. I don't know. I mean, Cindy was not great in what was that movie called? Fair Game. Fair Game with uh, which Billy Baldwin. It's Billy Baldwin, and there's actually a pretty like graphic sex scene, if memory serves. But I, I was clearly much more into the Billy Baldwin part of that equation than. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I mean he was I like fine. He was in fine. In general, when models act, 
when they try to act. It's interesting. Like, Elle McPherson was kind of a good actor. Oh, she, Siren. Sirens. She did Sirens. Um, she did, um, wasn't she in, oh, she's in The Edge with Alec Baldwin and Anthony Hopkins in The Bear. So basically you have to act with a Baldwin. Is Stephen Baldwin available? <laughs> um, Stephen Baldwin and, was the guy who gave Linda Evangelista her, her, her cool sculpting. Her cool sculpting. <laughs> <laughs> he took a different um, path. One more thing I wanted to say about these women is that I think I, I found it really interesting that this whole time over the over what three three and a half decades, they have never there's never been like tabloid reports about them pitting them against each other. They're always supporting each other in the press. The, you know when Linda had her came out with her story about her experience with cool sculpting, they all rallied around her. There's not this kind of animosity that is unfortunately so often set up between women. Um, you know, you hear I mean, the, the girls. Nice. I support that. There's no cat fights, only right, cat right. walks. I mean, anyway, I, I appreciated that, or I appreciate that about them. You know, let's give them a round of applause. Sorry, I just I'm playing with the slow, slow clap, slow clap. <laughs> I really am very into this, all the settings on this thing. Um, all right. So then now we have Richard with your hot takes on uh, whatever the fuck it is you want to talk about this week. Imagine this. The president <laughs> of the United States is a woman who looks and sounds a lot like Uma Thurman with a bad southern accent. And she has a hot I couldn't possibly. Son. Yeah. She has a hot son who, it comes out of the media, has been fucking the Prince of England. That is the plot line of Red, White, and Royal Blue, the new movie out on Amazon now. That was a book that I read on the train home to visit my parents and just kept giggling like a complete moron the entire train ride. Um, and um, you know what? The movie's actually not bad. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. It's very silly. It's basically Hallmark level, you know, whatever, except there's sex in it, like kind of graphic sex. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. In in the in the book, I th- so the Prince of England's a bottom, uh, and I'm top. Obviously, and the and the first son of the United States is a by top, and um, one of them, I think, the Prince of England carries around a little bottle of lube. Not to interrupt you, but do you find that bisexual yeah. men are usually tops? I feel like the ones I've always encountered have been bottoms. Oh, well, I don't believe they exist, so I don't, I don't really have an answer to that question. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, don't, I don't know. That's actually a good question. Um, it, it, can te- it makes sense in, in the context of this story that, that that's the role. Those are the roles that they, t- they both take. Um, but in the movie, they don't have the little bottle of lube detail, but they do have it visibly on the nightstand in like, post-coital scenes. Not like in the foreground, but like it's in the, in the background. And I was like, that's actually pretty good for a movie that often feels like it's targeted at, you know, teenagers. Sure. And um, but what was the brand of lube? Like who got the sponsorship? Was it Navy Swiss? Or Swiss um, Navy? It was green, it Swiss? I can't remember. It looked kind of green blue the bottle, so I don't know what would that be. You know? Green blue. I don't know. Easy the <laughs> the navy is, <laughs> is whatever it's called. Blue and red. Yeah. Yeah. So Which for color seems brand. better on branding, but you know, no one has my opinion. I would agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, but anyway, um, have watching. you seen it? Was it good? You like? Have I seen the movie? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, reviewed yeah. it. Um, it's, um, you know, it's people are going to roll their eyes at it because it's just like, oh, it's two hunks, like blah blah blah. Like they're kind of mask for mask in a way. Um, it's not like the most progressive piece of queer art, for, certainly, but in its own way, like it's a Hallmark esque movie that's with gay people, which has existed before. Um, but there's, you know, they actually kind of do it in it, which I was uh, <laughs> happy to see. Gotta say, the acting well, was also not very good, but who cares? I can't imagine it would be. I will say, though, whenever I was watching my Masterpiece Theater on Friday evening, <laughs> the exciting life that I live, because um, I subscribed to it via Amazon, it kept buffering, and I think the movie came out on Amazon on Friday, I would assume. And I was kind of wondering if that's if maybe everybody was watching this movie because we had you know we had been texting about it, and I was like this goddamn buffering. I was like everyone's watching this gay movie. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a hit for them. My my, you know, people online seem very eager for it. If you guys have not read the book, you should. I mean, it's it go. You could read it in an afternoon. It's very silly. Um, and then watch an the afternoon. Who has that kind of time? Well, I don't know. An evening. A morning, whenever you want to read. <laughs> Go to the beach. Over tea. Over a cup of tea. <laughs> a cuppa. It sounds like those those angel boys on TikTok that are, you know, the, the, the Birkin boys. Oh, my God. That walk around London with their, going to Hermes. I'm obsessed and, with them. They are so Birkin. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I think maybe the movie <laughs> needed that kind of queenie vibe. Because, again, it is kind of just mask for mask, which is like... Whatever, that's just how that stuff works out usually. But like, um, but yes, I wish that the Bur- they should have made a cameo of those boys. I agree. That would have been funny. You know what? Let me. So, the mask for mask thing brings up an, an interesting topic um, because I was, you know, scrolling through a couple of uh, applications the other evening, and you know, just trying to see who's around, and I am. V- get very sort of defensive and a little offended and will immediately like not even consider you as an applicant if you have the words, you know, mask for mask or, you know, masculine so-and-so. Like if you're using that word to like kind of describe yourself as a, you know, as a gay person, it I kind of take it as an affront what and I was wondering, like, what is what is your guys's sort of opinion on that? I mean, it's always gross, and it's never accurate. <laughs> I mean, the people who always the people the guys who claim to be the most masculine are generally not that. At least, you know. But I just the stereotypical that masculinity is. Like, why are we using this thing, you know, to like describe ourselves um, when there's so much more, you know, yeah, to a human being. I guess that. I my issues with like coming out and realizing I was gay and then like kind of moving through the world. Maybe it's cuz I like did theater and then I moved to New York City and like kind of was with creative people. Like I was never hung up on like masculinity. I know that it's a big issue for a lot of gay men cuz they're like, you know, the muscles and the sort of like I only I you know I don't want to talk gay I don't want to be queenie they work more kind of butch jobs I guess like but that's a whole, that's a that's a subset of the community that I just have never really like 
I don't share that concern that they have, you know. So it's right. like, and I, I've never been. They, they well, don't. They I don't, don't think any three of us anything, do. So. Otherwise, right. no. yeah, you know, we wouldn't be. I mean, I wouldn't be friends with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're barely I'm, holding on. No, to no, I'm not even no attracted to really masculine guys either. No, I like, like a little bit of swish in my in my gentleman. Like I'm like I think the thing about it is like I'm attracted to gay men. Like I, I think that the, obviously there are straight guys who are like hot, like famous people or whatever. But like I don't like kind of lust after them or sort of pine after them in the way that I might if I know a celebrity's gay. You know. Right. No. No. no yeah. Totally. totally. All right. All right. Ring that bell. I don't. I don't like this topic. <laughs> you don't know then. All right, so um, last but not least, what are you over this week? Jeremy. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, what am I over this week? I'm over the constant raising of prices on my, all my streaming apps. Um, I think I got like four notifications last week uh, alerting me that Peacock's going up, Netflix is going up, um, Paramount Plus is going up. be just for you. I mean, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, and it's, it, it's not even it's it, it's by such a minuscule amount. It's like a dollar or two for each one. But you know, during this time when the strikes are happening and these studios are claiming that they don't have enough money and they're 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 crying poverty to give you know decent um, payment for everything that we watch to the to the actors and the writers um it just seems annoying like they better work it out they better they better uh, you know come back to the table and let's get this stuff settled and let's start paying people fairly because you're certainly you certainly have the money i mean here here wouldn't it be great if there was just like a service where you could just pay one monthly fee and you got a bunch of channels. <laughs> yeah. Someone should invent that. Okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I shudder to think how many. Um, I, I must. I mean, I, I have to do it for work, but like, I subscribe to so many, and I don't really pay attention to those emails. But then it's like, wait, how am I paying this much for Hulu all of a sudden? Like, <laughs> and how often do I actually use exactly. Paramount Plus or whatever? Actually, I do use Paramount Plus a lot, but like Peacock. Why am I paying for Peacock? Um, below Water. deck. Yeah, the Bravo thing. That's that's. I mean, hello. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Below deck. Oh, yeah. Below deck has a big scandal going on right now. <gasps> they do. Were, what is it? Did you hear about this? No. Um. So below deck, down under, the Australian one. Yes. They. I haven't started watching ha- season crew, two. Crew members had to intervene because there were two separate sexual assaults from cast members on the same night on the same boat. Uh, what? One where a, ma- a guy was like about to assault a, a girl, and the other a girl was assaulting a guy, and eventually the, the the like the reality show crew intervened and like pulled them off, and everyone's been fired. Like the the cast members have been fired, and like whatever. But like that's usually a pretty like lighthearted show, and now all of a sudden it is not. Oh, it's like the new Scandaval. Yeah, yeah. Except, they need something. You know, well, uh, with because... with more, yeah, with a little more serious <laughs> implications. I apologize. That was probably not. They need to do like a below deck SVU crossover. <laughs> Get Olivia Benson in there. Actually, I'm surprised that 
Law and Order has not done an epi- SVU has not done an episode with like a below deck esque crew. You know that would that would maybe next season. Now that now that that's happened, <laughs> ripped ripped from the headlines. <laughs> Captain Marishka. <laughs> oh my god! I'd watch that for sure. All right. Well, um, is it my turn? Yeah. What are you over, John? Where we are. Um, I am over. Um, my TikTok has been inundated with videos of somebody. I don't know who this person is. Rolling bottles down the stairs, and then just watching them break. Oh. And the the first yeah. three were fun and kind of satisfying to like see the glass you know shatter and the insides explode or whatever but then it just kept coming and there were so many of them and i was like i don't need to see more than this and then people started like duetting it with like these are your star signs and like it yeah it made absolutely no sense to me i don't and maybe it's because i'm a 42 year old man on tiktok that i don't get it but it was driving me crazy, and I was like, I really wish there was, like, a thumbs-down unsubscribe button on this thing, because I can't. It's I mean, just, me crazy. just unfollow Annie Lennox. <laughs> just unfollow Annie Lennox. You can only walk on broken glass. <laughs> that, it's that, that easy. A terrible joke. <laughs> there was one funny one where they did... Um, each bottle was a different succession cast member and I normally don't laugh at that kind of stuff but it was actually kind of really accurate like when they when they sh- when the gl- bottle shattered for that character I don't know it's hard to explain but it was funny but yes in general I don't understand those TikTok trends how they emerge how they all of a sudden are everywhere um, it's why I don't go on TikTok I just I'm addicted <laughs> I can't help myself yeah um, Richard what be, are you over this week um, well, I'm afraid to say that I'm over the concept of COVID. My boyfriend currently has it. I probably, that means I have it too. Um, which is really annoying because it's 2023 and I thought we were done. Um, Did, have you guys so, had it yet? Yeah, I've had it at least once that I know of. And it was like two days of like not feeling great. And then I was okay. Um, and then you get that weird euphoria of like, now I'm immune, you know, <laughs> like four months after, when you're probably not actually. Um, but I am going on a trip soon. So like, I'm glad to, if I was going to get it, get it out of the way now. Um, but it's just have you tested? Because like, you have to like, I don't, I have not tested positive yet, but I, I can feel that coming. I'm sure it's coming. Mm. Um, and like, you just have to tell everybody you saw recently and then like cancel plans and maybe, it, can I call it sick to work? Do you think maybe? Sure. Oh yeah, Totally that's that's the upside and and everyone with covid it's like saying it you know it used to be like oh i have a stomach flu or i had food poisoning and people be like say no more like we, i don't want to hear any more about that um it's, yeah like it's COVID, a new diarrhea yeah covid now people are like oh okay 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 take you know do what you need to do so, yeah but i feel like I you're only you're stomach. only allowed to use it once like a year right like it's not you're not gonna get yeah. covid four times anymore no but you could i mean technically you could yeah it's way better than like a dead grandma uh, a friend of mine, an old colleague of mine, once was the editor of a, of a small startup website, and um, he had this one employee who is renowned in the media world to be a complete psychopath. Um, anyway, she called out sick one day and was like, I, I had to go to the hospital for 
like kidney stones or something and so she sent him a photo of the hospital whatever hospital room she was in or something and he was like oh okay like take as much time as you need whatever six months later she did the same thing and sent him the same photo (laughs) (laughs) and he was like uh you're fired genius Don't have three grandmas die is what I'm saying. Don't have COVID (laughs) twice in a month. Right. Well, I hope you test test negative and that, you know, your life can proceed as as planned. Um, How is my busy, fabulous life? How is Mr. Mr. doing? Is he all right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just a sore throat. You know, he's he's watching Suits. Have you have you guys seen that Suits all of a sudden is like the most popular show Uh, in the world? Yeah, I started watching it like a couple months ago. Yeah, I don't understand why people have really kind of re refound the show. Did they even find it in the beginning? Because, to begin with, I don't know. That little skinny boy, it, that little twink who is the lead, is so cute. That's why. Who I have seen fully does, naked. Does Meghan Markle have like a? Does Meghan Markle have a mansion full of computers all streaming this? She at, is not like all day, all night. I'm sorry, Richard. I missed what you said. Did you say that you've you? What did you say? You saw him. I've what? seen him completely naked. Completely naked. He was in a, a, that play, Take Me Out. Uh, on Broadway last season. Oh, really? And, um, he um, How among was the it? other cast members, Jesse Williams. Um, you know, pretty good. It, it's hard. To t- you're you're at the theater. You're being serious. You're not ogling. Um, and no, that's a right. lie. Um, you're absolutely yeah, ogling. But there, it was funny. So we all. So they take your phones. They put them in these like neoprene little pouches. Sure. You get it at the end of the show, so people won't take photos. People did, of course, anyway. But anyway, so everyone's being very respectful. And um, for the first act, no one's, like, tittering at the nudity or anything like that. And then in the second act, Jesse Williams, who is one of the stars of the show, he finally gets naked. And from the orchestra, one lone gay man went, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone laughed. I will admit I have seen a photo. I was going to say, yeah, me too. His, His wiener is sizable. I would gasp at that if I was in the front row. It is a standing ovation all around. Take about Jesse Williams. Um. All right. Anything else, boys? No, I think that's it. I got to go test my test myself again. <laughs> See how I'm doing. <laughs> but not for COVID. Remember, a- anal swabs are the most accurate. Oh, right. Yeah. That's all they sell at the little deli near my house. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. You know, miss you boys. Wish you were here. Yeah. I wish you were here. I wish you were here, too. Um, all right, well, fuck you both. We'll talk later, I guess. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Till next time. Bye.